it's through the fire, it's through the pain that you need to go in order to discover all that is meant for you on the other side. Welcome to the Jacqueline Shaw Show. This is a space where we go deep, deep within, deep within where you access the sacred wisdom within you, where my truth and the truth of the women I bring on this podcast create a remembrance within you, within your soul, within your energetic field. Here, we don't look outward, we go inward because in my world, it's always about taking you deeper in, in where your truth lives, in where your power resides, in where your soul knows. Welcome and get ready to go to the depth with me. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the Jacqueline Shaw Show. I'm starting off with a welcome back because if you have not listened to the previous episode, you're going to want to go back and do so because I have Christy Sondergaard back with me today and we are diving into part two of her story into part two of this conversation. And this is the first time if you've been listening to my podcast for a while now, like this is the first time I've felt compelled to have a two-part conversation to feel like there's more to this story. There's a deeper place to dive into a deeper place to go. So I am here. I'm here. I'm open. I'm ready. And I hope that you are too, as you're listening. So Christy, welcome back for part two. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> uh, you know, in in starting this whole idea of t- telling this story, you don't really know exactly all the pieces that are going to come forward. I'd, like you, I don't really plan that. I just feel into it. And I trust that whatever is supposed to come will come. And I just know that I'm speaking from a place of love and from healing and I know that there's there's something here for someone. So um, thanks so far for listening to my story. And yeah, I think where we left off was um, when we were talking about the fact that I was dying. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and I chuckle at these things because the truth of the matter is, is they're just so they were so painful because they were they were like I was. I just lost my family decisions I made consciously and felt like I didn't have all the pieces. Like I've, I made decisions in a state of clarity in the moment, but also confusion around the situation. I needed space, which I probably today looking at who I am today, I probably would have been better able to communicate all of that of what I needed and how to go about that. But back then I didn't. And I was so afraid that I would lose myself in this process of staying in the marriage to try to work it out for the marriage before trying to work this out with me. Like why, why, why would I do this? Why, what would compel me? Like, was I in love with this person? Was I, was I just really unhappy in my marriage? Like, I don't care how unhappy you are. You, you find a way it's that was my belief. And here I was found myself in a situation. I I couldn't. And the only thing I could do was to let it go. And I remember feeling that 
I couldn't even think that I was worthy after doing such a thing that my husband would want to actually work this out. And I didn't, I didn't trust that he was going to come from a place of, you know, respect and, and like, and just give me the space that I needed to be able to figure it out. Like I, I think that he was, as anybody would be, you know, grasping at straws to hold on to what was, because truthfully we did have a good marriage and we had a beautiful life and we had a beautiful children. We just had a lot of things that had happened that were pushed way to the depths of whatever. So nobody could find it. And we just rose above all the time. And I think that's, that's where I was. I was really numb. And I don't, I don't think I was in tune with what was happening. I wasn't in tune with my needs. I wasn't in tune with anyone else's, frankly, I was just coping and trying to survive this pain that I was carrying inside, which, you know, would have been resolved had I known and been led to healing in the moment, but it, my journey took me on a longer route to this healing and what has come from that since. Can you take us there? Cause the one thing that really, well, there's a few things that really landed here for me. And when we ended the last conversation, you said, I felt like I was dying, but then I didn't. And right here, you just said, you know, when you were like in that stage of coping and then what happened beyond that? Like what happened when you moved from the state where you were like just coping into the woman that you are today? What happened beyond the moment where you're like, I, like, I didn't die. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of lessons in that, you know, first of all, I think being the woman who was the breadwinner, who was trying chasing success for the purpose of my family, I felt like I wanted to put us into a place where we had a legacy. We had something that we could lean on. Like I wanted us to feel safe. And I didn't know that that was how I was going about it, but I needed to like in that process of living like that, I think I, I emasculated my husband, you know, like I didn't allow him to lead us. And I think he was asking for that at that time. And I didn't know how to lean back, how to be my feminine self. I was very masculine driven, if you will, by doing and, you know, like I was in overdrive, I think the whole time. And I, I didn't have this trust. And, I, and we talked about it before, when you don't have trust in yourself, then you don't have trust in others. And I didn't trust in this being, I always trust in this doing. And I think um, I needed to learn how do I just allow things to unravel? How do I allow things to like, how do I just trust in the process that I am where I'm supposed to be? So my mom ended up with cancer the year after I divorced we are after the year after we didn't speak. So I didn't speak to my family for a year and a half. And so during that process and that time, I just accepted that they have their own acceptance to come to. They needed to digest that their awesome daughter just created this, what it felt like a crime at the time. And, you know, they, they needed to come to terms that I wasn't perfect and that I didn't necessarily do the things that they wanted me to do. So I gave them the space to accept. And about a year and a half later, I remember coming into their 
um, to their kitchen, like unannounced in the house and just walked in and, and they were just like the relief on their faces. They came and they hugged me. Like we hold this resentment and this anger for so long until we're actually faced with it. Cause like, you know, more than anything, we both wanted to, you know, start again. So it was about only three weeks after that, that my mom found out that she had cancer. So we spent the whole year, basically, um, it wasn't about me, it was about her. And, you know, and me just trying to navigate all the things that were happening, I guess. And I was trying to be present. I delegated the business duties to people in my team. My team actually stepped in, took over the business and kept it going and gave me this time and the space. And I, my God, what a blessing they were. And I didn't even know that they would do that. And they did. And um, I didn't even have to ask. It was, it was just incredible. And then from there. Um, can, I, as, sorry, can I, can I like reflect on one thing for you here before we continue? Yeah. So just because I feel like, you know, as I'm sitting here and listening to you, like, one, like, thank you for being brave enough to come here and speak and share your story because there's so much in the story and there's so much more than, you know, an affair or infidelity and healing from that. And yeah. this, what I'm feeling for you is like, I wanted to say thank you for being brave to come here. And then you shared about walking into your mom's kitchen and like, what a blessing that you did three weeks before she got this diagnosis. And I'm sure that that took a lot of bravery for you as well. Yeah, it's it, this whole journey is bravery, Jack. Like, and it's always this feeling, this thing inside of me that says, just do it. And it comes from a place of love, like, honestly. And I feel that, I feel that in you. Yeah, it it's like this way higher frequency that of just being that in the end, it doesn't matter all the things that happen. It's what's at the root of it. And at the root for me was just love. Every time I kept on doing this forgiveness work for myself and, and my own forgiving myself has come in layers. But at the end of it all, like the only thing that's left is is love. And so I move on love. And that's that's been the the whole way through. And even like my team loving back, you know, like that kind of thing was just, I don't know. It was, it gave me the space that I needed and, you know, and, and, and I did Rob, I did have somebody that was re that did really did love me. And I, at first I was like, I need, I need to figure this out on my own and just cancel everybody out of my life. And in the end, I just said, you know what? You're at a place where you're given love. And this isn't something like a do or die, accept or reject. This is an evolution of what is right now. And and that, and that was something I learned from the marriage. I said, you know, okay, I don't know why this happened, but here I am and I'm not any long, I need to let go of the things that I, my decisions I chose and the pain that I caused and allow myself just to, to be and allow myself to be loved in the moment. Because I think I, I hated, <laughs> I hated what I did. And I 
was really questioning who I was. And in like this frequency that I, that I would describe of love, like that I move on that I accepted it in the same and it gave me strength. And at the same time, it allowed me to just um, like Rob was, he was there while I was going through it, which I can't believe. And he still stood there. And it made me kind of question like, who does that? Like there, maybe I just need to just be really honest about what I was going through, how I was going through. And then I, you know, that this was going to, it was either going to evolve from there or, or it wasn't, but I needed to be honest all the way through. And he just accepted that. And he just said, I, I came back to your life. I wanted to be in your life because I've always, I have always loved you. So even over those five years, I knew I let, I let it go because you were married and this was wrong. But I, after five years later, I, I knew I still always loved you that I needed to figure that out. And if you were available, that was what I was hoping, you know? So it was, so here it was like in this duality of like, letting go of the marriage and then yet being open and yet having this time. Now he lived in Toronto. I live in Saskatoon. And so I had lots of time and space on my own. And like, so when I was with the kids, it was just us. And I had lots of time in between that when I didn't have them to, to mourn and to heal. So it was a lot on my plate. And I think like looking back, I may have given myself more time than I did, but I was, that's, that's where I was. And this love coming back to my family and to being uber aware, because I was really super aware of how they were feeling and how they were responding and even allowing my ex to, for the space that he needed and to, you know, not trying to push the envelope of trying to, you know, create some kind of nice, co-parenting situation for us it wasn't we needed to be done with the the divorce completely in order for that to begin and today we don't we don't have a friendship or anything but we have respect for each other as parents and we do co-parent but we don't have any personal exchange but like what ended up happening from all of that and just taking the time and the space and just to allow myself to heal i started with self-care I actually got into some mindset work. I I actually, every time I've gone into any kind of training or mentorship or anything like that, I always am going for business skills. And what always ends up coming is personal stuff for me. It always shows up. And it's like, it's this stuff that I need to to do and, and to learn to be. And so as I was doing this mindset work and I hired them for my, my team because my team had exploded. So I'm trying to paint the picture here. Like my, I was going through healing. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like the picture I can see. I mean, please continue to paint the picture, but I can see it being painted because I cannot tell you the amount of times that, you know, clients come into my world. And like you said, it's like, they think that they're coming for business and then we just unravel. So much, but I think this is also part of the process of, you know, healing or our own growth. Sometimes it's like, there's the thing that we like see that we think like, okay, this is it. This is what we're going for. This is like that next thing. And then it's, and and like God, the universe, the divines, like 
got us. Like, this is where it's like, okay, that if that's the, if that's the access point for her to like come in, like let her come in this way. And like, she's going to get exactly what she's, what she needs, what she's meant to get here. Yeah. Yeah. It it was been like that the whole time. And I guess while I was healing, I think initially my, my healing was prayer. I read the Bible actually, and I've never read the Bible before. Why I was reading Bible. I was actually interested in all the stories in it, but I learned like these deeper lessons. I was like, Oh my God, this is like, this is really true. This is like, you know, I was, I was very drawn and also I I completely surrendered to prayer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have this in common too. Like this was, you know, I didn't even know that until you shared that right there, but this was my healing journey as well was really like prayer, surrender, reading a lot of spiritual texts, meditation, but like all the things that allowed me to come back home to me, you know, that allowed me to feel held safe, supported in trust that allowed me to find like the God within me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like I just got shivers through my body as you just said that. Well, I think also like you, you were talking a bit back about your, you know, just really like this, this love and the frequency of love and you, you brought in forgiveness work in this conversation as well. And I know for myself, it's like, I can look back on so many experiences and so many times and the times that I, you know, the things and the experiences in my life that I worked through forgiveness for myself was always really connected to love in the ways of like, where did I resist the love? Where was I, you know, did action, like took actions or push people away or, you know, caused pain because I actually didn't feel worthy of love. That's exactly how I felt. That's exactly how I felt. And I felt like, honestly, like even when I had no family, my friends, I like I, I, that was chosen. I disappeared off the face of the earth, literally other than in my business. And, and then there was Rob and my children and like, I received it in that moment. And it, from there, it grew, it grew and it grew to like learning how to love myself. And I, um, like I was saying, this mindset work I was doing, it was for the team, but actually we were studying um, an art. It was like, um, it's a Thomas Troward essay on entering in the spirit of it. And we studied it for about two weeks straight. And it clicked <laughs> that everything that we do, you know, what I was doing was I was very mechanical in my approach of everything in life. Like I missed this creativity, the spirit that where all of these things come to be that we start to work on or do or whatever. Like I, I was, I cut that out for whatever reason. Like I, I think it was just, I, my capacity was at, at a max. I was working too much. And then I I'd had these issues I was neglecting and I was, I think I was a workaholic, <laughs> you know, I had like all of these things and then and then this breaking point which was the affair and then this return of love and forgiveness work which then led to this spiritual awakening and it came through having a bath oh my god the, this is where it started i have a sauna in my house and it was 2014 i bought the house and the first i had a sauna the very first time just to try it out when we bought the house 
And I didn't have another sauna in this house until 2020. Mm. 2020. So all of that time, like I, I, it, like it took me 20, maybe 19, 2020. Yeah. Like I came back to it and I was like, oh my God, this feels amazing. I started working out again. Cause like all that kind of stuff, like I was, I wasn't worthy of feeling, feeling good. That was, that was it. And I'd eat my feelings and I wasn't, you know, putting myself first. I put everybody else first, making sure that nobody saw that I was like in pain. And, and the only one that saw it and didn't even see the effect of like the truth of how painful it really was, was Rob, but he came pretty close and that, yeah, just ended up um, like I, I, I had bath time. I went on walks. I started feeling like the sun on my face. <sighs> Do you feel like for you in this point, when you said like no one, you know, I was doing all of these things. So people didn't see the pain that I was in as well. Do you feel like there was like a part of you that was like, I don't get to feel that. Like if I, like I, yes, you know, I'm, I wasn't I'm worthy. the one that caused it. I'm the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I wasn't worthy of it. And I wasn't worthy of other people being there to see it or to lean in and hug me or, you know, say that, Hey, it's going to be okay. All of that. So the forgiveness work has come over waves. Like I, I hit a new level and there's yet another layer. And, uh, but yeah, today is like, I remember walking and feeling the sun on my face and feeling like, I'm so grateful that I have my kids. I'm so grateful that my family took me back. I'm so grateful that I have Rob. I'm like, I started to see like the simple things in my life that were, that were working. And then during this time, the business was, I had opportunities come to me from, from the company that was saying, you know, we want you to lead this team and lead this team. And my team expanded from Saskatchewan to right across Canada so we had all the provinces except the Maritimes and BC. And it, w- it was crazy. I don't, I don't, I don't know even like how that all ended up happening, but it, it just, it just did. And there we were. And I remember like this return back led me the spiritual side, this creativity side, I used the creativity. I, I put it into the business. I, I actually did, but I, I was very aware of taking care of myself at the same time. It sounds like before your business was like used as an escape a bit. Like it was like, okay, let me like bury myself in my business so that I don't have to like deal with anything yeah. that I'm feeling in my life or in my marriage or you know, whatever that was. And so that's the way that you had been operating in business before. And then I think from what I'm hearing, it's, it feels like, no, but then you allowed your, your healing to seep into your business. You allowed this like feminine energy to come in and to like open up to the portals of creativity, to open up in ways that you weren't before when you were in that, like driving masculine doing energy. Exactly. And it changed me on the, on the inside. And, um, and then I started, you know, seeking out 
feminine energetics, feminine leadership, everything feminine that I started. I found you. <laughs> I found Melanie. There was so much. And I, I started following along secretly in the background and just sort of watching. And and then I took I took my steps forward and I wanted to be, I wanted to learn more. And the whole time I was realizing that, you know, my work, even though I had said my children, my family, myself, like my relationship, like it was always my priority over my work. In reality, it didn't look like that until I I discovered my feminine, my feminine energy. And when I, when I did, that's what led first. And it led from this place of being and also time with my family, like being really present wherever I was. And so I healed my way of being masculine and in, in my masculine energy and how I did things to now, you know, learning how to bring it into my world. But yet, yeah, I, and I don't know, I guess there's so many things that happen in that period of time. So like I ended up um, manifesting, I, I wanted the business to grow. I wanted our team to be recognized as one of the top teams in Canada. We we did become all of that. And then I realized I wanted, I had something else on my heart. Like I wanted to let other people know that this was, this was a, an existence. This is a, this is a being, this is really everything that you can have it. You already have, and it's already there inside of you. And I started to, like from that energy and from that place, I started to have visions of what what else I wanted and desires, and that took off on its own. Here's the thing that I feel too. It's like there's things like when you take when you go back and see yourself in, in 2016 or 2010, it's like I think it's so important. You had said something earlier. You're like, you know, what I know now. It would have, I would have had different conversations back then. And I think it's so important when we're in these moments that feel like they're our rock bottoms and that we're like so confused and in doubt and don't know, like, you know, like really can't see what's on the other side. It's like, there's things coming, there's things happening that we're not meant to know yet. That's not meant to be revealed. And then I think it's so important once we're on the other side of it, that it's like, you could go back and you could look at, okay, like how you handled things or communicated things, let's say back then. And I think this is where oftentimes people get really stuck in the, like, they, they don't move on from that because they get stuck in the shame and, oh my gosh, like, why didn't I, or how could I have done this? Or, you know, all of these, like, what if scenarios when it's like, can we give that version of ourselves, like grace, forgiveness, compassion, because the truth is you didn't know than what you know now. The truth is you hadn't done the healing work then that you've done now. And so I think this is where we can get really stuck in that cycle of like of self-sabotage even because yes. we keep bringing that past into the future, even though that's no longer who you are, or the choices that you would necessarily make today or in the way that, that you would like choose. Exactly. And, you know, like even things like, discovering my own personal power. And, and it came from being brave, to be really honest, and having courage, like even to, you know, to even leave the marriage to admit, you know, the truth and 
to say that I don't have it figured out and to walk into my parents' home, you know, like, and, and also to, you know, to even stay with Rob too, like, and to be open to figuring all of that out, the relationship and to allow that to evolve, to grow in, in that way as well. It wasn't just personal. It was like, how can I, how can I take the things that I'm learning? So I had to learn how to communicate. That was a big thing and develop boundaries. Like how do I, and standards for who I want to be and what all that, all of that had to come and work itself out within myself first. And then, you know, be present in with my family, my parenting, my uh, relationships, even with my ex, you know, when he was so angry uh, to understand that, like, yeah, I understand you're angry, but you know, if we can't have a civil conversation, we can't have this conversation, you know, like that kind of, you know, standing up for the the greater good. Because in the end, I wanted us to have a better relationship for our children, for, you know, given the circumstances, like let's try to make the most of it. And the only way is not to necessarily discuss the situation. It was to create new, new standards and And a big part of that was also having patience to, because I was changing a lot. And as I was changing, it doesn't happen happen immediately just because you tell somebody that this is the way it is. Like you had to give them time to like sort of figure out what are those boundaries? What are those standards that you're talking about? And then allow it to like spill over to them as well so that it becomes, you know, they resonate with it and it becomes something that they too um, want to operate from. So there was a lot of respect for people and people's power, people's decisions, and then also to know what I was willing to tolerate and what I wasn't. So that was a huge part of rediscovering me. Yeah. Yeah. And I can imagine that like rediscovering you really like harnessing this power within. I mean, I can imagine that there's well, I mean, I, and instead of me imagining, maybe I can like just ask you instead of assuming anything, but I can imagine that there was, you know, a lot of hard conversations where you had to, you know, find your power in probably like with your family, the acceptance of Rob in your life. Oh my God. Yeah. And when they actually, uh, like for the longest time, they weren't ready to meet him. It, it took about another, it was about three years, three years mm-hmm. that um, before they were ready to meet him. And I, you know, while it hurt him, while he like wanted so badly, he was also patient. And it was really about allowing people to come to terms with their own thoughts and feelings about it. My parents had to grieve the loss of of my ex because he was really like intertwined in my, in our family. He was a really big part of it. And today we still miss him, you know, like it's not even, it's one of those things that I think when I, like, ideally it would, it would be so great if we could all just work it out, but it's not that, you know, but at the same time, I can still admit that, you know, there were some really beautiful things that about him and our, and our marriage that was wonderful and him being a part of the family, all those things, like he is the father of my, my children. And, you know, and I, I still 
like respect him dearly for that. I'm so grateful for him because he's a really, really good dad. One thing you said here that I think is so important in, in this conversation, I mean, in so many ways, but in this conversation is that allowing, right? Allowing people to yeah. go through their own process, their own emotions, because I talk about this so often and we said this, you know, even in the beginning of part one, I'm pretty sure is like knowing that it's not about me knowing that it's not about him knowing about it's not like it's not about like any one person but it's our own experiences our own you know our own lens our own like we get you know when your parents had to go through their own process of you know acceptance it was never truly anything about rob but it was around you know their own feelings around you know situations and marriage and relationships and love and what's right and what's wrong oftentimes. And this is where I think when we can really allow, you know, allow people to have their own experiences and not, you know, really shift from the lens of like right, wrong, good, bad. That's when, you know, that's ultimately when we're able to return to this frequency of love we're talking about here. Yeah. It, there's some, it's growth really. Um, So it's forgiveness, it's allowance. It's, it's like also realizing that maybe the things that we believe before, maybe that's just an ideal of, of what we think should be. And we, instead of allowing things to just evolve the way that they should, um, or the way that they're meant to is what I mean. So I think that that's what I witnessed in my, my family is that they let go, they, they grieved, they forgave, and they realized that, you know what, maybe things aren't always just so, you know, that, that maybe things can be different and they were willing to find out. So they trusted that, that maybe, maybe this is okay. And I think in the end, they were just happy that, that we had a relationship and they could hear it through the kids because the kids formed a relationship with Rob over this period of time and they adore him. Like they love him and they could hear that through the kids when the kids would talk, when we were together. And I think because the kids had that relationship, then they were open and willing to explore it too. And um, well, you can imagine they, they love him too. <laughs> so it's turned out to be a really beautiful thing in the end, like everyone's friends. And it's, I don't know, it's actually a deepened, like there's a, like, I'll, I'll help you, you help me. Like there's this sort of, I'm there for you and we're growing all together and everybody's included, you know, like even Rob has, we have Rob's kids, we bring them from Toronto to my family's here. It's like, it's really changed a lot. So yeah, I, I never saw that this would be the case, but this is what we have. And I'm really grateful for it. Well, one thing I just want to touch on as we wrap up here, like you said, they were willing to find out and they trusted. And this so often for me is that it's like, am I willing? Am I willing to explore what I don't yet know? Am I willing to find out? Am I willing to not have it figured out? Am I willing to be wrong about something? Am I willing to have a different viewpoint? Am I willing to have a new experience? And can I trust? Can I trust in life's unraveling? Can I trust in you know, can I, can I truly just trust in all of it? Can I trust in that everything is a journey of returning to love? Yeah. And you know, Jack, like before coming here and, you know, approaching you and saying like, 
I am ready to tell my story. You know, I I had no idea. I I've like I'd healed from this story. And yet it was the thing in our in our matrix that it was like immediate. It was like one of the very first things that came to the surface for me that I was like, oh boy, I thought I dealt with that. And I had dealt with it, but it was like there was a calling about this story through my story. And all the pieces of it were a really important part. It wasn't just the infidelity and the affair. It was all of the pieces that is a really, like it needed to be told in order for me to share some of the wisdom that has come from what I've, I've had to go through and to learn. And now I see others in it and I see things in a different, different way probably because I went through it and I I approach things from this very patient lens that, and, and also very, very loving lens that everybody's in their own, has their own experiences and they're good or bad. But so many times we just focus on the good things in our life. And this was a story about how do we get through the bad things and how are they equally as powerful as the good? And I think that's, What I want to share today is that if there's anybody that is going through anything remotely similar, that it's through the fire, it's through the pain, it's through it that you need to go in order to discover all that is meant for you on the other side and to have the courage and to allow yourself the time to heal and to put yourself into safe spaces that help you to like peel back those layers and to evolve and to allow you to like to ascend to where wherever you're and whatever person you're meant to be to leave your impact in the world and so i believe that this story is part of mine and i share it freely from an open heart with you. And I hope that whatever was delivered in the story, that you're able to receive it Mm -hmm. and take what you need. Thank you. Thank you on behalf of me. Thank you on behalf of the listeners, because I know that you have moved so many people through this conversation. And like we've shared, there's so many, there's so many takeaways. There's so many layers to this. And I mean, you said everything just perfectly at the end here. And just like what I felt is like, yeah, we don't, the growth and the expansion, like never comes through the avoidance, never comes through the like, oh, like, just like, you know, where can I go next? It's going deeper within. It's bringing these, these pieces of ourselves forward. It's bringing the stories forward if they're meant to be shared in some, in some way. And like you said here, it's the story now gets to be shared for other people to find a piece of themselves, to find a piece of their truth. And like we said in part one, so much of this and the storytelling aspect for me in in what we do in spaces like this in podcasts is create connection, create spaces where we don't feel so alone on our journey. So again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your willingness. Thank you for trusting me with creating this space for you to share your story. Thanks for trusting the listeners with your heart, your soul, your truth, because I know it does take 
so much bravery. And I also know that the impact of this is going to be incredible. So thank you. You are such a gift. I have so much love for you. I love you so much. And I'm really, really sorry that you two had to go through pain and, and everything with, within your own marriage. And I'm so happy. And also I feel like your strength in telling your story and sharing so openly your truth has given me the strength to tell mine. So I am, I have so much gratitude (laughs) for you and so much love for you. So you have no idea this exchange has been really powerful and and moved me greatly. That makes me so happy. And truly, like I truly, truly know that I wouldn't be the woman that I am today. I wouldn't be having the conversations that I, that I'm having. I wouldn't know the depth of who I am, my soul, my love. I don't think I would have ever touched the God within me this way if I didn't have that experience in my life. And so is it an experience that like, I wish I could erase? Like, yeah, of course, you know, there's, there's times that that I'm like, yeah, that I wish I didn't go through that pain or that, that experience, but it truly is what made me so much of who I am today. So that's where the gratitude comes in for it. Yeah. Oh, I, well, it shows. And thank you for continually pouring out this beautiful side of you that comes from this sacred wisdom. I know it comes from your your own truth and embodiment of what the things that you've had to learn and, and yeah. And now you're sharing it with so many others. So yeah, keep, keep going because you're a force. I love you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for all that you are now bringing into the, the world and like where you're headed. You've also had some big pivots recently in your life and in your business. And so we will definitely drop in the show notes um, all the places that people can find you and connect with you to follow on this next stage of your journey as we're you know, constantly here signed up for this growth and this evolution and expansion in this realm. Oh my goodness. What a blessing. Gorgeous. Thank you for being here with us, with me today. These conversations, these riffs, these transmissions are seriously life-giving. They nurture my human. They nurture my soul. These are the type of conversations I want more of, and I know you do too. I'm so happy that you're here. It's truly an honor for me to bring my voice to this space. I love you. I will see you back here next week. In the meantime, please come join me on Instagram, Jacqueline underscore Shaw underscore. And if you have women in your world that you feel would love this podcast too, I would be so honored, so deeply honored if you share it with them. I love you. I see you. I'm standing in sacred witness of all that you are. Thank you for going deep with me.